Hey guys, and welcome back to another For the King podcast. Um, I know it's been a little bit, um, but we're finally back, and I'm really excited about this episode um, because a while ago I kind of asked y'all like what kind of topics you guys would want to hear about on the podcast, and one of the responses was suicide. And if I'm being honest, that scared me a lot because it's such a heavy and serious topic, and um, I didn't really know how to speak on that. So um, I called up Steve and was like, hey, Steve, um, can you maybe talk about this? You know, being a youth pastor, um, you probably, you know, experience things um, with students. And um, he was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, So today we have a special guest um, and that's Steve and he's going to be talking about suicide. Thanks, Addison. And uh, yeah, when Addison called me, it's it's like, whoa, you know, that's uh, that's not just a light subject to talk about or to deal with. But the reality is it's something that needs to be talked about. So where my excitement comes in is is that Addison is is listening to y'all and saying, okay, let's deal with it. Uh, Let's talk about it. And then the realization of well, we may need to get somebody in here that knows a little bit more than she does or that kind of thing, which we, you know, I, and I, I could even do the same thing. Well, let's get somebody else that knows really more than I know. But there's a point where, you know, let's just have a conversation about it. And <clears throat> the reality is, yeah, I'm a youth pastor. And there's a point where students, there's a lot of students, and, and this is the thing, it's, it's, if you think about killing yourself and people who do, you think, man, I, oh, this is a terrible thought, and I know other people don't normally think about this. And, and the first thing I say is it's, it's, it's a normal thing to think. It's, it's, it's not a good thing to think, none of us like that, but it's, it's very common. And um, there's a difference between thinking about it and then thinking about it all the time, and then, of course, <clears throat> considering doing it. I mean, it escalates, it gets worse and worse. Uh, but the reality is, at some point, I think everybody thinks about it in some way, I remember growing up and I thought about it in different ways. Um, So don't freak out if that runs across your mind because, you know, when you start thinking about it, when you're going through a hard time, when someone's going through a hard time or dealing with tough issues, you're thinking about all the options. You're thinking of, okay, do I go this way or how can I get out of this? Um, And the reality is, okay, so first of all, let's just not feel terrible if, you know, or or feel weird if you've ever thought about it. However, it needs to be dealt with and, and talked about and talked through. So the worst thing that can happen if somebody's feeling down or depressed or under a, a bad situation or a relationship, that's a big one, relationships break up or you've been made fun of or you're being talked about and you're considering or even thinking about that, the worst thing you can do is to be quiet about that. That's the worst. Like, well... I better not tell anybody. They'll think I'm, 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 I'm weird or I'm off my rocker or whatever. That's the worst thing. Isolation, people who generally end up taking their lives, generally speaking, they become isolated. They don't tell people. They don't, people, when it happens, people are like, I had no idea. I thought they were fine. They put on a good face. They wore a mask. And they seemed like everything was under control. And then all of a sudden, they didn't tell anybody. <clears throat> and then you're like, man, I wish I would have known. Uh, so definitely talking about it and speaking up about it. And then the other thing, as far as being a, a youth pastor <clears throat> in the church, and generally, if somebody says, hey, 
um, I'm, I'm thinking about, I want to take my life or if that comes up or I'm really, I'm really depressed and I'm down and I feel really bad. Sometimes the worst thing is that, that even I as a youth pastor would say, hey, just turn to God. It'll be all right. Everything will be fine. He'll fix all your problems. Well, can God fix our problems? Absolutely. I believe that with all my heart. But there's a point where <clears throat> sometimes it's going through the hard times, the struggles that the Lord grows us. And so there's a point where God doesn't just fix everything. He wants He wants to provide eternal life. And he, his ultimate answer is, hey, I have the forgiveness. I have the um I have the keys to the forgiveness of sin, and I want to give you eternal life. And as you go through struggles, the good thing about that in this life, depression, struggles, it enables us to come to the end of ourself and start seeing our need for God and our need for other people that God has given, put in our lives. And so there's a point where reaching out to people and realizing, okay, this is what I have, this this is who I have, and don't just look for, oh, and, and I would never give the flippant answer, oh, God will fix your problems. And just run to God and all your problems will go away. I never do that. I'm like, no, run to God, but realize your problems may hang around, but this is the thing. <clears throat> God never guarantees that he will uh, fix our problems. This is what he guarantees. He guarantees, I will go through them with you. Like, I will never leave you or forsake you, Jesus says. I will never leave you or forsake you. He even says, I'll be with you to the end of the age. That's what he told his disciples and ultimately us in, in the Gospels. And so if that's true, then Jesus, he guarantees that he will walk through it with us. And that's whether we, we, we can feel him or sense him. The issue is we, a lot of times we're dependent on feelings. And the reality is Jesus says, no, it's a fact my Bible says that Jesus, he says that I will be with you always. And then there's a point where sometimes we feel so lonely or depressed and we feel like, God, where are you? Don't you love me? Don't you care for me? And what I always tell people is the way to understand God's love, especially at times that you're, you feel low and, 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 and out and, and depressed and hurt and lonely um, or like you're not good enough, all these things, the best that we can do is, is um, realize that Jesus is with us and say, wait a minute, the reason I know God loves me is because Jesus died on the cross for me. Like God loves me. He, he already sealed the deal with that. We don't have to question his love or his commitment to us because he did that through his son. He says, I'm going to send my son to die for you and then raise from the dead so that you can have life. <clears throat> so that's where we can say, wait, whether I feel it or not, God loves me enough to die for me. And he also promises that he will be with me. And there's times we don't feel it, but we just have to hold on to that fact and say, I'm going to believe this regardless of whether I feel this or not. Um, now, <clears throat> the other thing is God understands us. God, it's not like, I mean, he calls us to cry out to him. If, if you're going through hard times and, and depression, those kind of things, it's great to open up the Bible. Get a copy of the Bible and get in there and get, get the book of Psalms. Like Psalm 6, the psalmist writes, you know, it, it shows you that the, the person who wrote Psalm 6 is crying out to God. He says this, he says, All night I flood my bed with weeping, drenching it with my tears. My vision is blurred by grief. 
My eyes are worn out because of my enemies. Go away, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. So this psalmist is crying out in agony, and he he doesn't feel God's answer right away, but he says, okay, you're going to answer my prayer. I, I just, I know it, God. And it may mean I have to wait, but I trust in that. And I mean, when you start reading this, you realize I'm not all alone. And there's, even in the Bible, there's people crying out. Psalm 13, verses two through three says, how long must I struggle with anguish in my soul? my sorrow in my heart every day. How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes, or I will die. Like he's crying out. And in that, it's like my enemies. That could be somebody makes fun of you on social media, or somebody talks about you behind your back. These kind of things, or somebody breaks up with you in a relationship. It's almost like you feel like you have enemies and nobody cares. And that's a lie. And I I say that's a lie straight from the evil one because God cares about you and there are other people in your life that do care about you. And so start opening your eyes and start sharing and getting real. There's a a young lady that I I knew uh, several years ago. Her name was Grace and she was a part of another youth group and they came up uh, and actually went to a camp with us that we go to and grace before this trip had found out that she had epilepsy okay she she kind of was having some seizures things like that so she was diagnosed with epilepsy she was devastated she was because she was active in sports she was full of life well all of a sudden when she got that um, diagnosis it put her down in the dumps and she was just depressed. She was down and she went to camp and she's like, I'm going, but I don't even feel like being here. Or, And while she was at camp and God started working with her and speaking to her and she realized she had a, she had a transforming, transformative time of the way she thought. She started thinking, wait a minute, Grace, as she talked to herself, everything you're thinking about is negative. This epilepsy, you're having to take medication, you're having to watch this, you're, you can't do this. She said, I was focused on all the negative things. And she, it, it, it hit her, wait a minute. I just realized I have so many things to be thankful for. I have focused in on this one area that is so, it just brings me down. And then she started saying, I'm gonna start doing the opposite. I'm going to start naming everything that I find joy and peace and comfort and where God has provided for me. And so she started doing that the next few days. And she just started, she, the joy started coming back into her. She started praising God. Look what, look what you have given me. You've given me friends. You have given me such incredible health. Yes, I've got diabetes, however, or epilepsy, but However, look at all the things I have going for me. And she did a 180 degree flip. And by the last night, everybody was getting up and sharing. And this is what, that's what she got up and shared that Friday night. She said, God showed me all the things that I actually have, but I had to start looking for them. But she did that. Remember, she was in community of everybody that went to camp. She was put herself in a setting where she was able to talk and share things and get input. That's just so important. Um, So that's one thing I I love. There's a...
One scripture that really lays this out, what happened to Grace herself, it's um, Philippians. I, I hold on to this verse. If you, you Literally, if you can memorize this verse, memorize it. I, I use it all the time. Philippians 4, um, 6 and 7 is the main part, but I, I had Philippians 6 and 7 memorized for a long time, and then somebody pointed out, you need, you need to go to the end of verse 5. So it's actually 5b. It's the, it's the end of verse 5, right before it goes into verse 6, because it starts off with this. The Lord is at hand. That Those words like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. The Lord is at hand, meaning God is here. He's with you. So in Philippians, Paul writes this, the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, which means just continually asking, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I've had, sometimes I've been so down, I have just had to quote that over and over and claim that verse when I'm not feeling it. And in a big part in there, it says, you know, lift everything up by prayer and just asking over and over. But it says, with thanksgiving. So even thanking God in the situation for the things that you can thank him. Thank him that his son died. Thank thank him that he knows your situation. And ultimately, he is going to provide. And then verse 8 says this, and this is what happened to Grace. It says, finally, brothers or sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. In other words, start thinking about all the joy, the, the, the blessing, the, the, just what, what happened to grace. And that, is, that just is encouraging, but just claim those, even whether you feel it or not, um, that's huge and that, that helps in so many ways. Um, so it, being a Christian and being surrounded by people who, you know, going to school, I know personally, there are a lot of people who are suffering with depression and who are suffering with suicidal thoughts and that kind of thing. So being a Christian, how would you, um, suggest that a Christian friend, um, encourage or help their non-Christian friend process these suicidal thoughts and process what they're thinking about and not maybe not pointing them I mean always pointing them to Jesus right but the idea is like not I don't know like you know what I'm trying to say like not convert them so that they can you know be joyful but like how would you go about trying to help that person absolutely and so this is the big thing Number one, if, a, if, you're, if you have a friend that's opening up to you, then number one, celebrate that. Say, thank you for opening up and sharing. Uh, but now this is the other thing. As a friend, be sensitive to your friends. And when they're going through a hard time, if you start seeing some changes in them, if you start seeing them pulling away or looking like they're trying to isolate more or they're having a change in, in attitude, uh, maybe their grades are dropping, um, things out of the ordinary. You just start saying like something's not right with them. Um, Go ahead and say, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? And then, of course, they'll answer and maybe they'll have their their mask on and they'll say, oh, I'm doing fine. But just look at them and say, how are you really doing? Because this is the thing about our friends. 
they want to they want to share with us, but they want to see that we really want to know. You know how when you say, hey, hey, I hope you're having a good day. You know, how are you doing? A lot of times we'll say, how are you doing? It just is another way of saying hello. So how are you doing for one could be, oh, they're just saying hello. They just want to say hi. But when you say no, how are you doing? When you follow it up with, how are you really doing? That just told them that you really want to hear what they have to say. And they're like, okay, they really want to know. So ask that. And then when they say, well, I'm really depressed, I'm down, I'm getting these bad grades or this relationship fell apart. And they're just starting to share this depression or I I just want to go home and I want to sleep all the time. I, I don't care about anything anymore. And you're hearing those things, listen to them and then affirm them. Say, thank you for sharing that with me. But this is the thing that a lot of times we don't want to do, but it's actually the thing to do. When they share some of these things, um, you can say, have you ever thought about harming yourself? Have you ever thought about killing yourself? A lot of times we don't want to say that because we're almost like afraid to say it because if I say it, it might give them the idea and maybe they weren't even having the idea. Well, what doctors have told us and, and, and research has told us is asking someone if they thought about killing themselves or ending their lives, um, or suicide does not heighten the fact that they will. It actually does the opposite. It puts it out there and gives them the freedom to say, no, I haven't thought about that. Or you know what? I really have. And now it's out in the open because when suicide, suicidal thoughts are held underneath, that's when somebody's more likely to act on them. But when they start speaking about them and sharing them. So if you have a friend that says, yes, I've I've, I've, I've really been thinking about that. And you could say, have you ever, have you ever told anyone else? Have you ever told your parents or um, told a teacher or told a counselor? And th- there's a point where they're like, no, there's a point where if they say, I really want to kill myself, that's where as a true friend, you will need to step in and say, okay, I can't fix this for them. I can love them and I can encourage them. But the number one thing you can do as a friend is to say, hey, we need to let we need to let an adult know. We need to let your parents know, or a, or a school counselor, or a youth pastor, or a pastor, or you know. But you need to let an adult know. And so you say, hey, let's after you've talked with them and let them share. Say, let's go together. Let's go together and let's share this with someone because there's a point where you you can't carry that around as a friend of saying, yeah, I'm thinking about killing myself, and then. Th- the, the scary thing is to think, oh, well, I can help fix them and I'll just encourage them enough to get them through. They need, they, they're crying out. If they're saying, I'm thinking about killing myself, ultimately they want someone who will do the kind of, you would say an extreme, like, oh, we're going to go tell somebody. Yes, they're crying out for that. They care about me enough. Even if I say, no, 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 I can't tell anybody. You say, well, no, we, we really need to. And let, I'll go with you together. But then if, if your friend even says, no, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go tell anybody, then that's a point where you as a friend, it's, a, it's tough. And this is, this is being a true friend, but it's saying, well, I, this, this, this is dangerous for you. And it can't be left not said. And so there's a point where you have to say, okay, well, I'm going to let you know I'm going to go and, and share this. And your friend may be, no, no, you know, 
But then you say, no, you don't understand. This is the best way I can love you. And they may not like you on the front end. They may be upset. But when they get the help and they get the support that they need and they realize later, many times that friend will come back to you and say, thank you for caring for me enough that you didn't just let this slip away, that you didn't just let it go. And you have to hold on to that. And that doesn't always happen. Sometimes you can lose a friend, but you know that you did the best that you could to be uh, a great friend and be there for them. So it's tough because, and and this is the other thing. A lot of people say, well, it's only like non-Christians that think about suicide. That is such a lie. And you can say, well, if you're really a good Christian, you would never think about suicide. No. Being a Christian following Jesus, yes, our sins are forgiven, but we still go through hardships. We still go through, there's times there's mental disorders going on. We have uh, chemical imbalances that happen. There are times where we need to go to counseling. Yes, yeah, Jesus uh, loves us and provides for us. And you know what? He's providing counselors. He's providing those people who can give you resources, even psychologists. He's provided, hey, they can give you some medication that can help. Because right now you're dealing with, a, a, a there's times, chemical imbalances, um, mental disorders, things like that. And that doesn't mean you're not strong enough a Christian. It's just like, no, I still love Jesus, but, you know, I need support and I need help. And he's provided ways that I can get that. So it's not like, uh, I tell people all the time, even Christians, like counseling is great. Go and share with somebody and, and get professional help get pastors. Yes, I want to pray with you. But if you're dealing with something that's deeper, then I'm going to encourage you to go to a counselor and go get um, someone who is well-versed and and trained and has uh, a way to deal with mental disorder or, or even hardships, or maybe you've gone through a really bad situation and they can give you really a lot of support and, and ways to deal with it. Now, in all of this, what, one thing that we all need to encourage each other and be, be encouraged ourselves, uh, the Lord makes it real clear in, in Scripture that, you know, even Psalm 139 in verses 13 through 16, <clears throat> it talks about, you know, um, my frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, uh, when as yet there was none of them. I mean, it goes on and talks about how we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that each one of us, God made us, you know how our fingerprints are all different? Well, because we're all that intricately made. And so to God, he doesn't lose any of us. Uh, he, he actually knows us by name. Scripture says he knows the number of hairs on our head. And he loves us so much. And he made us on purpose and for purpose. So this is the deal. Remember this. Number one, the enemy. Uh, you know, there's a scripture, 1 Peter 5.8, that says, uh, be careful because it says, uh, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. 
says, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. <clears throat> and so in essence, we know that Satan would, would like nothing better than to devour us. In other words, just overcome us with depression, with, with whatever, and ultimately to kill ourselves because Satan, Satan hates God. And the only way he can hurt God is to hurt God's creation. So ultimately, Satan wants us to, the, the ultimate victory for Satan is for us to kill ourselves. And so in that sense, understand that when we're down, when we're having these feelings, he is um, fueling that fire. He is, you know, sending the oxygen to those flames of, yeah, you're worthless. People would be better off without you. I mean, all these lies, lies, lies start coming in and make us say, yeah, I should do this. I should do this. But that's why it's so important to talk with somebody. Um, that's why it's so important for friends to ask other friends, how are you doing? How are you really doing? Because the more we get it out in the open and we start saying, like, if, if you heard your friend say, yeah, everyone would be better off if I wasn't even here. You would say, no, are you kidding me? I would be so sad. Um, it would change all these things. In other words, they would speak that out loud and you would say how much of a lie that is. And so then they, they would start realizing, man, you're right. I hadn't thought about it in that way. I haven't thought about this. But when we start getting on our own head and getting isolated and not speaking, man, that's where, the, that's where it can get very dangerous. Um, so realize that God loves you. You're made on purpose for a purpose and God has a plan for all of our lives. And there's a point where if, if you were to take your life, you're, you're, you're stopping the plan that God has for your life and how he wanted to use you. So, so many people are going to miss out because you're no longer here, um, because God wants to continue to provide for you. And yes, things get hard, but it's when we work through them that we get stronger. You know, think about lifting weights. If somebody's benching and they're trying to bench, you know, you got 200 pounds up there and you're trying to push it up. If you're like, oh, oh, this is hard, this is hard. Oh, it's hurting my muscles. And you just give up and let it go and it falls on your chest, right? And, and just give up. There's a point where, no, 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 keep pushing, keep pushing and push that up. And then there's times that you can't get it all the way up. And that's where you have a spotter. You have somebody in the room that says, let me put my hands on this and I'm going to help you as you push. So we continue to push. Our friends are there to help lift. And what happens when we do that? Our muscles get stronger. So when we go through hardships, you can say, this is terrible, but start saying, no, I am actually getting stronger. I'm going to learn how to deal with things. I'm going to learn how to open up to people. I'm going to learn how to get help. And ultimately, at some point, I'm going to be able to help others. When I'm through this, I will be stronger. So say, okay. And there's certain things. Sometimes in depression, when you're really getting down, one thing I would encourage, and, and counselors do this all the time, are you getting enough exercise? These are just simple. They, they, this is just straight up. Are you getting much exercise? Because when we exercise, it increases our serotonin levels. Also, <clears throat> um, getting enough vitamin D. Are we getting enough vitamin D, getting in the sun enough? Or at least getting a vitamin D supplement. Those two things are, so many people are deficient in both, and it actually starts making you feel down. Now, I'm not going to say that fixes everybody, but if you're... If you, if you don't do much exercise or get much vitamin D, start doing that if you're feeling down or if you have a friend that's 
depressed or whatever, try to say, hey, let's go do this together. Let's go do that together. That itself. Also, another thing is joining a team. Uh, students that are a part of a team or a club, getting involved with others, it really lifts you up and you, you start becoming a meaningful part of a group and it gives you even more will to live and, and joy. And it's fun to be a part of a team and a group. Um, and just doing meaningful things. Say, how can I help somebody else? How can I serve somebody else? And we start serving or helping other people. It, it really helps to encourage. These are just ways. Uh, one thing I would very much caution against is definitely alcohol. Um, and if, if you have friends that are drink a lot or anything like that, or, or you do, you got to watch that because a lot of times when there are people taking lives, alcohol's involved because it kind of just, you, 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 you uh, don't fully know what you're doing and you just, your depression gets worse and worse and worse because alcohol is actually a depressant. And it's like, that's, that's something to stay away from or help friends to stay away from. Uh, definitely. So yeah, this is, it's, it's so good to talk about this and bring it up and, talk to your friends about it. And if the thought runs across your head, bring it up and tell people. And um, that's the best thing you do. And yeah, definitely be praying for people um, in every way. Um, so that's, I mean, there's so much we could say about it, but that's the essence. And don't play around with it. Um, and ultimately, let's uh, be encouraging of others and just pull people out of themselves and, and continue to stand and, and listen instead of trying to just do all the talking or, or ask, how are you doing? But you only ask, how are you doing? So that they'll ask about your day and you can tell them about yourself. We all do that. But literally to stop and listen, because that's the number one thing that people need is they need to know that people care and people are there for them. And that's what we're called to do as believers, whether it's another Christian or a non-Christian. That doesn't matter people, people, um, don't <clears throat> care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And once you get that across, man, we can be believers that go out and, um, and pull people out of situations. And I've been in situations where people said I was thinking about ending my life, but then I was encouraged by you or this thing. And, and they tell you later, it's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Praise the Lord. So, um, definitely to be encouraging. Wow. Thank you, Steve. Um, I really appreciate it. I, I just pray that um, the listeners are touched and um, they're able to, you know, talk to their friends and, and the Lord is moving through them. So um, can you close us in prayer? Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we praise you that you care about us, that you're God and that you, you showed your love for us by sending your son to die on the cross. You went through the worst of it, Jesus. And, and Lord, every, every one of us who are going through tough times, help us to remember, Jesus, you went through the worst. You went through the worst time by laying your life down and, and letting us kill you, put you on a cross. And not just that, absorbing our sin and our punishment while you were on that cross. Um, so you get it. You get the pain that we go through, the hardship. And yet you died and three days later you rose from the dead to conquer sin and death and to uh, prove to us how much you care, but not just prove how much you care, but provide a way for us to have forgiveness of sin and also have relationship with our creator. And Jesus, you know the times that we go through hardship and there's times we can't sense you, we, we can't hear you, we can't feel you. 
um, and it's like we're in darkness. And so, Lord, I, I just lift up anyone out there that's, that's in that situation, um, Lord, that you would provide for them uh, friends, people to encourage them, Lord, that you would enable them to reach out and just speak up and not be isolated and share their hurts and their pains. Um, Lord, and uh, thank you again that you're always at work and you want life for us and you want to give us eternal life for your glory. We love you, Father. We thank you. Uh, we praise you and thank you for giving us one another as we continue to walk hand in hand with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. Love you guys. Bye.